your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome in the Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, February 2nd, 2021. Your boy Q here with you as always as we're getting a little bit closer and a little bit closer and still a little bit closer to Super Bowl 55 going down Sunday, February 7th, the Chiefs and Tampa Bay. Very excited about that game. I've let it be known that I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and that defense defeating the Kansas City Chiefs on uh, Super Bowl Sunday. But again, there's plenty of time in between now and then to talk about the game, and there's plenty of time to see what the game, how it unfolds, and that's going to be on Sunday. It's going to be very, very exciting. But in the meantime, in between time, of course, we're here to talk some Raiders football each and every day, so that's what we're going to go ahead and do. Coming up on today's show, segment number three, calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. I think I got a tweet that I'm going to put on the show as well, trying to get one of those in each day if possible. Uh, 707-654-4693. That is the Locked On Raider Podcast voicemail line number. Also, if you want to tweet at me, you can at your boy Q254. Simple as that. Send me a message and I'll try to get that onto the show. Like I said, trying to get at least one tweet on because I do get a bunch of direct messages, a lot of good stuff from Raider Nation by way of Twitter. So I definitely want to try to include that on each and every show. So that's coming up in segment number three. Segment number two. On Monday, I talked about not being afraid to make a trade to improve your team. And then, and I thought that was a great topic, and I got a lot of good feedback on that. But Colin Cowherd, he took it to a whole nother level. And look, Colin Cowherd, he does this anyway. He takes things to a whole nother level. You know, he says stuff that gets people all riled up and gets them all fired up. But he took the whole trading thing and, and basically based it off of what Matt Stafford and, uh, and the Lions got for trading Matt Stafford to the Rams for Jared Goff and a, and a plethora of, of picks and took it to a whole nother level as it, as it has to do with the Raiders and, of course, Deshaun Watson, which is uh, the subject of uh, the offseason until he's not a subject of the offseason. So in segment number two, going to let you hear what Colin Cowherd had to say say about Deshaun Watson and the Raiders and what they should do to try to acquire him. I'll give you my thoughts on that because when I talked about trades on Monday, I was really specifically talking about defensive trades, possibly a trade at a wide receiver position for like an Odell Beckham Jr. And it's funny, I saw a lot of people talking about Odell Beckham Jr. and the Raiders on Monday, and it's almost like they listened to the podcast and decided to talk about that. But I know there's some other talking heads out there that have said that, so I'm not trying to take credit for that. It was just funny. I just started to notice it a lot, especially on Twitter on Monday. But either way, going to talk about or going to let you hear what Colin Cowherd had to say in segment number two, and then I'm going to give you my opinion on what he had to say and what I really mean as far as, you know, for the Raiders making trades uh, moving forward. Here in segment number one, as I do on the daily, want to give you just the news and the notes around the league and also obviously having to do with the Raiders. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. First and foremost, want to remind you about Al Davis versus the NFL. That's at 30 for 30. It's going to air on ESPN February 4th, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. on the West Coast. Just a couple days away. Very excited by that. Uh, again, that's something that's very anticipated. A lot of folks have been talking about it across the NFL and very fired up to see that again. February 4th, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. on the West Coast. Al Davis versus the NFL. 
Don't miss that at all. Definitely be talking about that on Friday's show. Also wanted to pass along a couple notes on Colton Miller. Uh, According to Pro Football Focus, his pass blocking grade since he's been in the NFL, and I've said it before many, many times, as many Raider Nation, I was not thrilled by that pick of Colton Miller back in 2018. As a matter of fact, I was there in Arlington at the draft. Derwin James was on the board, and I thought, man, the Raiders are going to get an opportunity to to draft Derwin James after the 49ers had passed on him. They went and grabbed a left tackle. I think Washington had passed on the Cowboys. I mean, it was crazy. He just kept getting passed on, passed on, passed on. Finally, the Raiders came up for their pick after they traded a couple times, and they went with Colton Miller. And man, you could have bought me for a nickel, man. I I was like, are you kidding me? But either way, just wanted to pass along these grades since he's been in the league in 2018. 52.7 52.7 pass blocking grade, gave up 16 sacks his rookie year. That was awful, horrendous. 2019, 68.4, he gave up seven sacks. So you could see he's improving. Last year, 2020, 81.3 pass blocking grade, only gave up two sacks. So really, really good progression since 2018. He's going into the fourth year of his deal. Of course, he's got a fifth-year option because he was a first-round draft pick in 2018. But man, oh man, uh, he, he's gotten a lot better, and he's really starting to show everyone why the Raiders went out and made that pick that obviously you've got to have protection for Derek Carr back there or whoever your quarterback is. And Derwin James, the guy that I wanted and a lot of Raider Nation wanted, has not been healthy at all throughout the course of his career. So Colton Miller definitely was the better pick, and I have no problem coming out and saying I was wrong with that, and he's proved me wrong since uh, being in the league, going from 52.7 his rookie year to 81.3 last season. So natural progression tells you he's going to do even better in 2021 and then probably look for a big-time contract extension, and I'm sure the Raiders will give it to him. I also wanted to give you this note, pass this note along. This comes from Josh Dubow from the AP. Uh, With the trade of Matt Stafford over the weekend, I guess he started digging and started doing some numbers, and he tweeted out on Monday, of 57 quarterbacks to start 100-plus games for one team in the Super Bowl era, Matt Stafford's 452 win percentage with the Lions ranked 52nd. Only teams with worst record in 100-plus starts with one quarterback, the Rams, 438 with Jim Everett, Green Bay with 436, Lynn Dickey, The Raiders, 427 with Derek Carr. Seattle, 400 with Jim Zorn. And New Orleans, 280 with Archie Manning. But uh, there it is right there, Derek Carr with that 427 win percentage. And look, the thing about it is Derek Carr has had terrible teams. So, I mean, you could look at those numbers and be like, man, the Raiders are stunk. Not, not even a 500 team with Derek Carr, but they've had multiple reasons why that's the numbers. But it's just, it is what it is. Those are the numbers. I always say that quarterbacks win percentage and win record, win loss record is kind of overrated in the NFL because it's such a team sport. But again, you're also based off of wins and losses if you're the head coach and the quarterback in the league. So that's That's where Derek Carr is right now. 427. Not good. Got to get a lot better. So Josh DeBoe, of course, he's always trying to put a little bit of a, you know, a dig to the Raiders. So uh, got him got him on Monday with that uh, that quarterback win percentage right there. Also, I had a couple more notes that I wanted to bring to the table for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. On Monday on uh, Fox Sports Central Texas, my radio show that I do, I had Eric Williams from SI Now. He covers the Rams, so we had him talking about the Rams. But he used to cover the Chargers, and he does a great job. He used to be on ESPN covering the Chargers. Does a really, really good job. He's my go-to guy. So uh, I had him on the show, and at the very end of the conversation, I asked him about Raiders' new defense coordinator Gus Bradley because again he uh, he knew him very well when he was uh, with the Chargers and also he knew him very well when he was with Seattle so uh, here's my question to Eric Williams and his answer on new Raiders defensive coordinator Gus Bradley you know what before I let you go I gotta uh, selfishly I gotta ask you one more question I know you covered the Chargers for a very long time Gus Bradley is now the defensive coordinator in Vegas with the Raiders Uh, what what are your expectations from Bradley as the DC kind of what does he bring to the table uh, Bradley's my dude. I've, I've known him for about a decade because I used to cover 
him when he was in Seattle. Um, I think he'll bring. Uh, I think he'll bring schematically. Um, I'm trying to figure out the right word here. Sorry, <laughs> it's all good. Um, he, he's going to simplify things, and by simplifying things, he's going to have them playing faster. That's kind of what Bradley does. That's his specialty. Um, you know, when he had Bosa and Melvin Ingram, you know, again he had those guys playing to their strengths. But one thing I will say about Gus is I think he needs to change things up a little bit. Um, maybe it was too simple for the Chargers because they did struggle defensively last year. Um, but but Gus is going to coach with a lot of energy. Um, he has a lot of experience, and he has an experienced coaching staff. He had a lot of the Charger uh, defense coaches that were with him uh, with in Los Angeles are, are with him in Las Vegas. So I expect him to, them to be better. But, again, it's all about players, too, and they, they need to, to, to draft some dudes defensively. So there's Eric Williams right there from SI Now talking about Raiders defensive coordinator Gus Bradley. A couple points he, he pointed out, a couple notes he pointed out. He's going to have the team playing faster. You know, that's something I've talked about quite a bit. A thinking man is a slow man. Well, he's going to make it so it's more simple so they're not having to think. All they got to do is go ahead and play. Now, he did caution. You know, he may have to change things up and not allow it to be so simple because that's kind of why the Chargers struggled uh, quite a bit in uh, 2020. Uh, you know, so have to maybe change things up just a little bit, but he will simplify it. He'll make these guys more confident and make them play faster. But uh, one of the biggest keys he said there also needs some players to step up. He needs some dudes. So can Damon Arnett become a dude? Can Trayvon Mullen become a dude? Can Max Crosby take his game to the next level and really be a dude? How about, you know, how about uh, uh, Cleve Farrell? What about him? You know what I mean? Or do they go out and get a dude something that i suggested in monday show that they go out and make a move you know don't hesitate to make a trade if they see a difference maker that they can go out there and get and you know it's funny i asked eric about that in in the interview as well just you know since this year is such a strange year does he think more gms will be willing to go come up off that first round draft pick and he was like absolutely it's a great question but absolutely you know just because this year is such a strange year and some guys haven't played since 2019 so he could absolutely see that happen but either way uh, the Raiders are going to be playing a lot faster under Gus Bradley, but they still ultimately need what every team needs to be successful, and that is some absolute studs. They need some dogs on that defensive side of the ball. Speaking of the defensive side of the ball, Rich Gannon, uh, you know, he's from CBS Sports. He was doing an interview with, uh, I believe it was Tommy Tran, did a really good job. And uh, here's a little bit of what Rich Gannon had to say on what the Raiders need to do most to get to the next level and actually make the playoffs. It's a great question. I would just tell you it's been a frustrating couple seasons for the Raiders. You know, for the last two seasons, they've they've gotten themselves in a position after, you know, nine or ten games to, to be a playoff caliber team. And then they go on a stretch where they lose five or six games. So they, they've got to get more consistency in every area of the game. I think when you look at what they're doing offensively, Josh Jacobs is a really good running back. He's got a bright future in this league. Darren Waller is a star tight end. I thought Derek Carr really played well this year. I thought he took good care of the football. They've got some young receivers. Uh, they had some injuries along the offensive line. The biggest issue, in my opinion, is the play of the defense. And John Gruden made a change. He fired off a defense coordinator, uh, Paul Gunther, at the end of the season. He brought in Gus Bradley, uh, who was the coordinator for the Chargers. They have history together from a time in Tampa Bay. Gus, a former head coach, obviously, with Jacksonville. I think he'll do a good job on that side of the ball. But they've got some young players on defense that need to grow up in a hurry. They have not played well on that side of the ball. Got a lot of former first-round picks over there that, that uh, uh, I, I just don't think have played up to their uh, their potential. And I think that's where you'll see the Raiders spend a lot of their resources, whether it's free agency, the draft. They've got to get better on defense. You can't keep giving up 35 points each week in this league and expect to be competitive. 
So there's former Raiders MVP quarterback Rich Gannon talking about what the Raiders need to do to take that next step and make it to the playoffs. And basically, hey, young guys on defense need to grow up in a hurry. Jonathan Abram talking to you. Damon Arnett talking to you. Trayvon Mullen, Cleve Furl, Max Crosby, all those guys, all those guys. Rich Gannon is talking to you. You all need to step up in a major way and have a much bigger factor. Amik Robinson, a guy that no one ever saw, really didn't see him in 2020. Uh, you know, guys like uh, 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 Isaiah Johnson, if he's still on the squad, you know, they're going to have to step up. A lot of guys are going to have to step up in a major way to get this team where you, you got to go. Can't give up 35 points a game consistently and think that you're going to win 10-plus games in the NFL it's just not going to happen. So that, that's what I really got for you for uh, segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Oh, I guess before I, I go, I could pass along that uh, Jason Witten will not be the tight end coach of the Raiders in 2021. He got a job at Liberty Christian High School in Texas. Uh, apparently his kids go there, so he's going to be the head coach there at Liberty Christian. Uh, it's a private school, so that's that's where he's going to get his coaching debut. So Jason Witten, uh, longtime Cowboy, one-year Raider. He is now going to be uh, a head coach of a high school team, which makes a lot more sense than him being a college coach uh nfl coach or any of those things just kind of start at the at the at the entry level and work your way up so there you go jason witten liberty christian new head football coach so that's all i got for you officially for segment number one of today's locked on raiders podcast coming up in segment number two you're going to hear what colin cowherd had to say on deshaun watson and what the raiders should give up to try to acquire him this is not me saying that i want the raiders to acquire him i'm just telling you what colin cowherd had to say and i'll speak on that and i'll do that next before i get in it though i do want to tell you about betonline.ag we already know super bowl sunday's coming up this sunday february 7th there's a lot of great college basketball games going on a lot of great NBA games going on. If you want to get a piece of the action, you want to get off the sidelines, you want to get into the game, betonline.ag is the place that has you covered. It's the one place that we trust. If you don't have an account right now, it's okay. You can sign up today, get a free account with your first deposit. Use the promo code Locked On. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus just like that. So you put $100 in, you're going to get $50 free money. Or if you put $200 in, you'll get $100 in free money. It is all good. You'll get 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit just like that if you use the promo code Locked On. BetOnline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. If you're uh, on social media, you can check them out at BetOnline underscore AG. Take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Again, sign up for that free account today. Use the promo code Locked On and get that sign-up bonus. BetOnline dot ag segment number two is on the way your locked on raiders your daily podcast on the las vegas raiders part of the locked on podcast network your team every day all right raider nation here we are segment number two of today's locked on raiders podcast and on monday i talked about don't be afraid to make a trade especially if it's going to help move your team put them over the top make them you know go from a a good team to a great team or average team to a great team and I, i suggested that the raiders probably should make that kind of a move especially for a defensive stud if you can get you a defensive stud and the price isn't too overbearing then go for it roll the dice and even if you think the price may be a little overbearing if you you know exactly what you're going to get from this player and you know how they're going to impact your team then why not why not roll the dice and of course the, the all the conversation across the nfl right now is about quarterbacks on the move we see matt stafford we saw he was traded from the lions to the rams the rams gave up a bunch of draft picks they gave up quarterback jared goff and apparently the lions are pretty happy with that they're pretty excited by goff and of course the rams are very excited by getting matt stafford so quarterback carousel has been one of the biggest conversations so far this offseason it's not even the offseason yet because the super bowl has not been played that'll happen on sunday so deshaun watson he's been a hot topic he's been a guy that 
folks have been talking about for a while. I still don't believe he gets traded out of Houston, but of course the conversation is going to continue until it doesn't continue. Uh, both the GM and the head coach now there in Houston have come out and said that he's not going anywhere, which does not mean anything. Does not mean that he's not. It still sounds like that he's going to probably dig in and try to try to get out of there, but it doesn't it doesn't mean that it's going to happen or it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. But my gut feeling tells me he's not going anywhere. But either way, Colin Cowherd, who's on Fox Sports uh, Radio, does a really good job. Him and Joy Taylor, uh, they're on the little TV slash radio thing. They do a really good job. He went on and was talking about Deshaun Watson and the possibility of him being traded. And he started to bring up the Raiders. And he started to bring up the Raiders because John Gruden has basically, he says, and you'll hear it in just a second, more power than anybody in the NFL as far as uh, with the owner and his relationship with Mark Davis. And so he brings up what the Raiders should give up to try to acquire Deshaun Watson because he thinks Derek Carr is a really good quarterback, but you don't win Super Bowls with good quarterbacks. You win Super Bowls with great ones, according to Colin Cowherd. So here's just a bit of what he had to say on the Raiders trying to acquire Deshaun Watson, what they should do for him. Who has the most power in the NFL outside of probably Belichick and Andy Reid today? Who has the longest contract? John Gruden. Gruden's got eight years left. He has a direct pipeline to Mark Davis. Mark Davis, fascinated with Gruden. Mike Mayock in the building, Gruden gets final say. So outside of Andy Reid and Belichick, in fact, contractually to a greater degree, John Gruden has the most power in the NFL. So there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the NFL. Dak Prescott's good. Matt Ryan's good. Kirk Cousins' good. Derek Carr, good. They don't win Super Bowls. Great does. Raiders call up. Four first-round picks, Derek Carr and tight end Darren Waller. Second best tight end in the sport. You don't, you don't think the Texans would listen? You can win a lot of games with Derek Carr. You can win a lot. Colts don't have a quarterback. Jags going to have a rookie. You can win a lot of games in that division with Derek Carr, Darren Waller, and four first-round picks. What do the Texans have to do? The Texans have to get cap space relief, and they need draft picks to rebuild. You get all of them, plus the second-best tight end on the planet. There are Sundays, he's the best tight end on the planet. You don't think you take the phone call? Do you want to have a guy in the building that doesn't want to be there? People always say you don't get equal value. I'm not saying there is equal value, but if I got four first-round picks, folks, Jared Goff, the Rams gave up six picks to get him and three to get rid of him. Nine. You you don't think Deshaun Watson's worth four first-round picks and Darren Waller? And it's not like you're sticking me with some, you know, tomato can. I get Derek Carr. Didn't Derek Carr lead the NFL in completion percentage? He wins a lot of games. All right, so there's Colin Cowherd, and that's just a little bit of what he had to say on Fox Radio, Fox Sports Radio, talking about uh, Derek Carr, Darren Waller, and talking about Deshaun Watson, and basically how the Raiders could acquire him and what they should do to try to acquire him, and that if the Raiders called with the offer that he put out there, that Houston would uh, listen. Well, of course Houston would listen, because he put out there four first-round draft picks, Derek Carr and Darren Waller. And I said before you heard any of that, that Colin Cowherd does a really good job, and he does, because he's very good at keeping an audience's attention on what he's got to say. The way he delivers it is very, very good. You might not agree with what he says, and a lot of times I don't agree with what he says. I think a lot of it's just kind of whatever, trying to get a rise out of folks. But as far as keeping folks' attention, he does a really, really good job. Very, very good what he does. So I definitely respect that from that angle. Now, getting to what he proposed for Deshaun Watson, four first-round draft picks, Derek Carr and tight end Darren Waller, 
all for one quarterback. And I know some Raider Nation, I saw some people on Twitter, and look, Twitter's only a small sample size of a fan base because everyone's not on Twitter, and bless you if you're not because, well, you're saving yourself from a lot of headache. But I saw a lot of folks saying, yeah, hell yeah, I'd give up that. And I ask you this. First of all, I say this. I don't think Derek Carr is a problem. If you're going to go out and make a blockbuster trade and you're the Raiders, you go and do it defensively. First and foremost, that's that's what I say. Derek Carr, can he be better? Absolutely. Does he have warts? Yes. But he is not the issue. He is not the reason why the Raiders lost games at the end of the season and weren't able to get into the into the uh, the, the playoffs. Now, of course, he had a couple issues here and there, but... I just don't think that Deshaun Watson makes your team that much better. And then you're going to lose, first of all, you're going to lose your, your favorite target, which is Darren Waller. He's, I mean, your target number one. That's giving up your best wide receiver, even though he's a tight end. And then you don't have any draft picks for four, basically four years. It's not like the Raiders have multiple draft picks and multiple first round draft picks like they did the last couple years. They've got one first round draft pick. So you're going to give up four first round draft picks. So Colin Cowherd's telling me that the Raiders should give up a 2021 first round, a 2022, a 2023, and a 2024. That is insane to me. Oh, by the way, you're giving up a quarterback and a tight end. That is, that is just way too much. And I know that if you go deep into the playoffs, then that first round draft pick really kind of could be a second round draft pick. But I'm sorry, I don't think for any circumstance, and this is just me, for any circumstance, I don't think Darren Waller's on the on the table at all. I know there's certain guys, and every organization has them, that they look at and they say they're untouchable. And I know, the Raiders just traded Khalil Mack, but Khalil Mack was not John Gruden's guy. Darren Waller is John Gruden's guy. I cannot see Gruden saying, you know what? Yeah, we'll go ahead and move on from Darren Waller because we're going to go get Deshaun Watson. Well, who the hell is he going to throw the ball to? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I absolutely get it. I know that Henry Ruggs is there. I know Hunter Renfro is there. I know Nelson Aguilar possibly could come back as a, as a free agent. They have Tyrell Williams under contract, but I think he's going to move on. But... Your number one guy, your numero uno, that is Darren Waller. That's the tight end position. You would never want to move on from him. And again, and I know we had uh, you know, a text message on Monday's show from uh, Raider Black, and he was like, oh, don't throw all these hypotheticals out there. And this is I'm not really trying to give you a hypothetical, honestly. I'm just saying, I'm just responding to what Colin Cowherd had to say about, you know, Deshaun Watson and the Raiders. And again, I and it just kind of tied in because on Monday I talked about don't be afraid to trade to improve. Does Deshaun Watson make you a better team? Probably, but not without Darren Waller, not without weapons. I mean, a quarterback is so good, but if you don't have weapons, then what's it going to do for you? You know what I mean? Now, look, if there's if there's guys that I could look at and say, hey, I, I wouldn't mind trading this guy off to get a, a, a real good player. Like, I would look at a Damon Arnett and say, hey, I'm not attached to him. He hasn't proven anything. He's a young guy. Maybe the Raiders want to go ahead and flip him. Fine. I, as much as I like Trayvon Mullen, I wouldn't even mind seeing them flip him if they're going to really, really improve on the defensive side of the ball. But again, I'm not looking to improve the, the quarterback position by way of trade. I'm looking for a defensive stud. I don't think it's on Derek Carr. There's things he could do a lot better, and I think he'll continue to improve in John Gruden's offense going into year four. But I, I just I can't see breaking the bank, giving up a bunch of draft capital, and giving up uh, multiple players for a guy like Deshaun Watson. Then all of a sudden, the cupboard, you're leaving the cupboard bare, and you have no ammunition to rebuild it. I mean, you'd have to literally build your team through free agency if that's what you're going to do. So that right there is an all-bad scenario. But, I mean, if there if there's certain guys that, that teams covet, and you feel like you could really, really improve that, that defensive side of the ball, then by all means, you've got to at least think about it. Uh, and I, I would have no problem with that. Uh, again, I prefer to keep Trayvon Mullen, but I mean, if he's a if he's a player that they look at and say, "Hey, we'll take your two corners from you, Trayvon Mullen and Damon Arnett, and we'll give you some 
big time stud defensively, you know, and I don't even know who that would be. Or even like I mentioned on Monday, even if you decide you want to make a move and get a guy like Odell Beckham Jr., who for some reason on Monday, he was going to be a topic all over Twitter that the Raiders should go out and get him. Now, if you're going to go try to get him and say you give up, you know, maybe a first round pick and Damon Arnett, I'd be cool with that. I, I prefer to keep Trayvon Mullen. I really do. I know I put his name and clumped him in there, but I really prefer to keep him because I think he'd be a really good number two defensive back. The Raiders just need to find a real deal number one guy. And and I don't know if Damon Arnett could be that guy. Uh, I, I just don't know if he has the work ethic. I don't know if he ha- is going to you know do what Mike Mayock said that he needs to do in the offseason, which is uh, dedicate himself to a workout program, uh, nutrition, get stronger, dive into the, the playbook. He's got to really dedicate himself to working his tail off. And the one thing I'll say is if you don't have a work ethic, a strong work ethic, I don't see how you all of a sudden develop one. That's not something that, you know, you all of a sudden just get better at. I feel like a work ethic is something that you either have or you don't. It's natural. It's kind of like speed. I mean, you could teach speed if you want. You know, there's there's speed schools and and speed trainers and trying to help shave a couple seconds here and there off your 40. But look, the deal is if you're fast, you're fast. If you're not, you're not. I I always felt like if you have a strong work ethic, then you do. If you don't, you can't teach that. That's just who you are. So I don't know if Damon Arnett takes that next step because he clearly does not have that work ethic to to get better, to get stronger, to have better nutrition, to learn the playbook. I mean, Mike Mayock just called him out, (laughs) you know. So Colin Cowherd's idea, four first-round draft picks. Uh, out of the question, and especially giving up uh, Darren Waller as well. Uh, I, I don't think that there's too many people that are untouchable with the Raiders. I really do believe Darren Waller is untouchable. I just think he's too valuable to the organization to even think about moving on from that guy. And I, I've seen some people say, oh, well, he's older, Q. It's not a big deal. I, I don't care. He's still young as far as you know, wear and tear on the body. 28 years old, he could play at a, at a very, very high level for like, I would say probably four probably four more years strong you know and and that's good because that's 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 what the Raiders need anyway they need that window to get this this team to to the next to the next level they've got to make it to the playoffs and then boom once you're in the playoffs once you're in the dance anything's possible but you got to like I said you got to be in the dance to go ahead and make that happen so as far as Colin Cowherd's thoughts uh four first round picks Derek Carr and Darren Waller for Deshaun Watson no go for me now, if you're having to give up a player and a first-round pick for a big-time defensive stud or a big-time wide receiver stud like OBJ, then I would think about it, no doubt about it. I would have no problem with it. But And, and that's that goes back to what we were talking about on Monday, about not being uh, afraid to make a trade to make the team a whole lot better. So uh, that's what I got for you for segment number two of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast. would love to hear from you. What are your thoughts? 707-654-4693. Of course, you could always tweet at me as well, at your boy Q254. Segment number three is on the way. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about a couple great sponsors here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. And the first one is Rock Auto. RockAuto.com. They're a family business. They've been serving customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And they got everything. Engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet. You need it. They got it. It doesn't matter if it's for a car you drive every single day or a classic ride that you pull out of the garage on Sunday. You want to fix it up or maybe you just want to cruise it down the block. It don't matter. RockAuto.com's got you covered. Catalog is unique, super easy to navigate. You can see all the parts available for your car. You choose the brands, specifications, and more importantly, the prices that you prefer. That's right. The prices at RockAuto.com are super low. 
It's the same for professionals as it is for do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Again, rockauto.com. Go there right now. Check out all the parts available for your car or truck. While you're there, in the little box that said, how'd you hear about us? Right, Locked On Raiders Podcast. That's how they know that I sent you. Great selection, super low prices, all the parts your car is ever going to need, all from rockauto.com. I also want to tell you about TurboTax because it's that time of year, right? You're one of a kind and so are your taxes. That's why TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you. Learn about your unique tax situation and help get the best tax outcome for you. Maybe you've been, you know, doing a side job like you've been an Uber driver or a Lyft driver and you got questions about what qualifies as a deduction. Uh, Maybe you want to an expert to walk you through the process. Most of your income, according to you last year, maybe came from freelancing jobs. Or maybe you just like to hand the whole process over to a professional and say, hey, you do it. You work on it. Call me when you're done. I got something else to do. Like go back and get in my lift and go on drive some people around town. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Uh, if you want to file with the help of an expert or let an expert do the filing for you, uh, TurboTax Live is there for you. They got the experts. They're there to help. Giving you the confidence to know that you're one of a kind, uniquely you taxes are done right. Into it, TurboTax Live. Segment number three is on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693 is the number. Of course, if you want to tweet at me, you can at your boy Q254. And I do believe I'll get a tweet onto the show at some point tonight. But first, got a call from Brother Marquise in the 305 at Miami one time. He's calling to talk about Nelson Aguilar, that whole locker room situation with him blowing up after that loss to the Dolphins. Here he is, Brother Marquise in the 305 at Miami one time. Thank you. What's going on, Brother Marquis? What up, Raider Nation? Um, I felt incumbent on me to, to have a comment on this um, Nelson Aguilar situation. I got to tell you, this this whole speech thing and calling people out and stuff is so overblown, it's ridiculous. It is. You know, um, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I'm not, um, I'm not going to criticize Derek Carr's lack of leadership or anybody else's lack of leadership based on Nelson Aguilar getting mad in the locker room after a bad loss. I'm sorry. And, as, you know, I'm not saying that I'm not going to um, disregard what he said, but believe me, as a college coach for 17 years, those blow-ups happen often. Those blow-ups happen often in the locker room by a multitude of players. Not players that have won anything. Not players who who are the greatest players or the be- or the worst players, but players who are frustrated and angry. Those blow-ups those blow happen all the time. It's not a sign of leadership, and it's not a, it's not a lack thereof. It's people having emotion to a bad loss. And so, wow, does that mean Nelson Aguilar is off point by saying that people aren't taking accountability and things like that? No, that doesn't necessarily mean that. But it doesn't necessarily mean that he's – He's angry and doesn't want to be there either because the team had a bad loss and he got frustrated because of a bad end of the season. How many players would want to be there more that had a complete meltdown at the end of the season? What happens is at the end of the season, you reflect, you relax, you get, your emotions come back to you, and then you move on. Or you, or you decide you stay. The point is, it's just completely, completely overblown. Guys, it, it, it's football. Guys get emotionally um, get emotionally charged when they lose a game. It happens all the time. I don't know why we're acting like, oh my gosh, this, this the organization is is run like a piece of crap because Nelson Aguilar got mad. Guys, 
come on, be serious. Have faith in, in what, what, what we're building. We've, we've, Gruden has completely revamped the offense. Mayock has brought in, helped brought in the right guys to be able to get that side of the ball going. Now we have to have faith that Gus Bradley and them can do the same thing on the defensive side. The sky's not falling, gentlemen and ladies. Have a great day. Brother Marquise out. There he goes right there, Brother Marquise in the 305 Rep Miami. And look, I don't disagree with you at all. You know, and I talked about this on Friday's podcast. I, I don't disagree with you. I, I know that these things happen all the time. But what I will say and what I said on Friday's show is, in my opinion, the Raiders still need a guy uh, who could command the room, an alpha dog type dude. I don't believe that they have that guy. Not saying that Derek Carr is not a leader, but just a guy that can get up there like Nelson Aguilar did and just command the room and I, I compared it to the situation in Dallas with Michael Bennett and you know that was actually an embarrassment to the locker room that a guy that was new to the team was the one guy that got frustrated enough to say something like hey this ain't right let's fix this thing and similar Nelson Aguilar uh, the first year guy with the Raiders is the one guy that st- stood up I thought a guy and I feel I still feel a guy that is just an alpha in that locker room uh, a veteran leader should have been the guy to step up and say something but Nelson Aguilar was obviously being that guy and that's cool I get that but there's a good chance he's not back in 2021 so they're gonna need that kind of uh, locker room leadership and Nelson doesn't really talk very much so when he talks then you know it's a major thing going on so that's that's my whole point and that's what I was really talking about when I said that they need some alpha dog leader in their locker room is that a Richard Sherman is that a JJ Watt is that someone like that that has the skins on the wall to to go out there and say something very possibly you know, who, who knows? But they need to add something to that locker room. They have a lot of young dudes right now. They have Derek Carr, and John Gruden can only say so much as the coach. There's got to be a player that just goes in there and, and, and just he can let it, let it, be, let it rip and, and be respected in a major way. So uh, thank you so much for that call, man. Appreciate you. Next up is a text from Big Stone from Pittsburgh, California, repping that 925. Said, Q, what's good? Big Stone from P-World, Pittsburgh, California. Here are my two cents on the Raiders' free agency and draft. It was obvious what type of personality the Raiders were targeting in the draft the last two years. High character, hardworking guys. Whatever your opinion is on Farrell or Jacobs, Ruggs, Arnett, etc., those dudes got that bill. Now that we have that foundation, I believe the next trio of players they start to bring in have to be absolutely be alpha dogs. Our team, I believe, can now handle that type of player. I honestly believe after hearing Nelly, we absolutely need him back. Now, I'm not sure who that guy is in the draft or free agency because we've been in the lock. I've never been in the locker room with those players, but we need accountability on that defense and offense. I know Sherman hasn't played well last year, but my God, we need that type of leadership in the worst way. Guys, to show you how to win. God bless you and your family, Raider Nation. That's from Big Stone from Pittsburgh, California. And you know, it's funny. I will say Jacobs, Furl, um, Abram. You know, those clearly were guys that they looked at as like high character guys that love football rugs the same way. Arnett, I felt like he was kind of uh, one of those guys that was going to, um, you know, I say car thieves and choir boys. I felt like he was going to be somewhat of a car thief. Jonathan Abram to a certain extent, but uh, you just haven't seen it because he hasn't been available yet. So I do believe that the Raiders need to go after alpha dogs. You're right. And they need to go after some guys with a little bit of goon tendencies to them. You know, I, I say it again. You win championships with Carthys and choir boys. I think the Raiders have plenty of choir boys, and that's not a disrespect. It's just, you know, they're the guys that are hardworking, high character, like you mentioned. But they need a couple guys that are a little edgy, you know, kind of kind of make people uncomfortable in the locker room every once in a while. Sometimes you got to make people uncomfortable so they know. 
you know, kind of keep you on point. So, yeah, I'm with you 100%. I don't know if they're going to get that in the draft or if they got to go out there and make a move. Uh, I mentioned on Monday about going out there and making a trade, and don't be afraid to do that, especially if it's going to help your team get better. I wouldn't mind them, like I said, I wouldn't mind them going out there and making a trade for a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. or even Odell Beckham Jr. And he's he's kind of edgy. You know, he's a guy that you know is going to blow up at some time. I call it passion. A lot of people say it's a distraction. Uh, I liked Des Bryant when he was in Dallas. I thought he was great. You know, and people are, oh, he's too, he's too much of a hothead. He blows up. It's funny how some people blow up and they're like, oh my God, he's a distraction. He's a hothead. And other guys blow up like that and they're like, he's so passionate. Look how much he loves the game. Like, what's the difference? So I never, I never felt like OBJ was that big of a deal. He's just a guy who's passionate about the game and wanted the ball. I don't care. I want my guys to want the ball. I want my guys to be a little edgy. I want my guys to come out there and tell you what's up, just like Nelly did after the game. I want those kind of dudes. I'm not mad at that. I don't care if it makes the quarterback a little uncomfortable. So what? The hell with it. Make them uncomfortable. You know, sometimes it's okay to be uncomfortable. Sometimes it's good for all of us to get a little uncomfortable and a little edgy. So, uh, yeah, um, alpha dogs are needed. And the more I keep talking about OBJ, the more I'm convincing myself that that's a good idea and that the Raiders should go out there and do that. Telling you, I've said it before, sometimes your best defense is a great offense. That dude would really set this team off and put them over the top, I do believe. Now, the defense still needs to improve, but, man, can you imagine that addition? Whew. Like I said, I'm really convincing myself, and I guess the more I say it out loud, the more I'm liking it. Now, I don't know who would have number 13, Hunter Renfro or OBJ, but I'm sure that they could work something out, right? <laughs> exactly. So thank you so much for that text, my man. appreciate you. Next up, I got a call from East Bay T. He's calling in to talk about a call he heard on Friday from Raider Joe about possibly trading Carr and building the defense, having a young quarterback on a rookie deal. Here he goes, East Bay T. Hey, Q. It's your boy, East Bay T. Hey, man. Been listening to the show, doing a great job. Want to give you props for all your hard work and your commitment. Um, listening today, one of the nation called in, I think it's Raider Joe, and uh, he was talking about trading car so we could, I don't know, trading car to the Patriots, I guess, is just an idea. And then building up our defense and drafting a young quarterback. But, uh, I don't know, man. If history has anything to say about that kind of deal, I just feel like something like that could turn around and bite us. I mean, I'm not even someone who's against Carr in the first place. I, I think Carr's coming into his own right now. I think he's developing and, and really getting a, a firm grip on what Gruden wants to do and our offense is firing on all cylinders. I mean, there's a few things to clean up, but Carr's doing pretty good. But trading him to someone like the Patriots feels like like just a bad idea. I mean, look what happened when we got rid of Gruden the first time. Went and faced him in the Super Bowl and got smashed. I have a feeling that same kind of thing would happen. We end up playing the Patriots in the AFC Championship and going against Carr, who knows our whole game plan. Doesn't sound like a good idea. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just superstitious or maybe I'm uh, – I mean, I don't have a problem with getting a, a better quarterback and building on the team. But I just don't think that's a good idea at this point. I think I think defense should be the focus for now. Give Carr another year. Um, but somebody like Belichick could take Carr and go all the way to the Super Bowl. Then why do we want to trade him? Um, because we know Belichick could take a quarterback like Carr and do it. So, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I'd like to know your thoughts on that. Uh, peace out, Raider Nation. Love y'all. 
There he goes, my guy, East Bay T. And look, man, you bring up a great point. I've always said this. If the Patriots want to trade with you, then you need to go back and reevaluate. Like, what's going on? Reevaluate that situation. Why do they want this guy? <laughs> I don't think trading Carr to get picks and building the defense is something the Raiders want to do. I really don't. I don't, I don't think that that is the, is the way to go. Uh, I just I don't see that, even though it would make sense. Again, going back to even what Raider Joe said, it would make sense if you're going to do that and have a guy on a, on a rookie deal like the Seahawks did with Russell Wilson, I just don't see that working in John Gruden's offense, and I don't think that that's what John Gruden would want to do. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm with you right there, East Bay T. Again, I've said it multiple times. I'll say it again. I don't see Derek Carr being moved this offseason at all. I just don't think that that's going to happen. So, uh, yeah, good, good call, man. I, I appreciate you. Next up, I got a text from Richard and Whittier. He said, hey, Q, Richard from Whittier here. Just wanted to text in and say, I agree with what Nelson Aguilar said in the locker room, if in fact it's true. I think a mix of youth and experience and lack of discipline became the fatal flaw for the team's performance during the second half of the season, and Aguilar was not happy with how the Miami game ended, as well as Raider Nation. But I hope the Raiders are able to bring back Nelly because he played well with Carr, and I think he's a guy that knows what it takes to get to the postseason and ultimately the big game. Also, he clearly has no problem holding players accountable and having that come-to-Jesus moment if needed. LOL. Anyways, keep hustling, Q. I really appreciate the dedication you put into your work and hope nothing but the best for you and your family. That's from Richard in Whittier. Thank you so much for the uh, well wishes, my man. I appreciate you. And I don't know if they're going to bring back Nelly. I don't know if he's going to go to the highest bidder. I have a feeling that because this is going to be the last opportunity for him to get a big deal, that he probably will. I'm kind of eyeing Jacksonville as a team that's probably going to try to overpay him. And I think that the Raiders should attempt to bring him back. Don't get me wrong. But they should try to bring him back at a certain point and then say, okay, we will not go over this certain level and know what that is and stick to that. If Jacksonville just tries to money whip him, then you know what? Let it be. It was a contract year. He knew what he was in for, and he went and had a hell of a year. So, so be it. Uh, the Raiders can go and get another guy to be a wide receiver, be a big-time talent. Uh, hell, if, if he's not there, maybe Henry Ruggs gets on a better page with Derek Carr. Who knows? Either way you look at it, uh, I would like to see him bring him back, but if, he, if he's not brought back because some team money whipped him, I'm okay with that as well. But you got to go out there and get a guy, like you mentioned, that could be a dude that holds the, the locker room accountable, hold the players accountable, and be able to have that come to Jesus mean it when need be. So thank you so much for that. And that's really all I got time for today, man. I, I still got a call from DJ from the 909. I'll get that in on tomorrow's show. Uh, I got a tweet from at that I'll just say Ninja7211. Uh, I got a tweet from him that I'll get on tomorrow's show as well. Uh, have more calls and texts, have more news and notes of the day, and, of course, we'll have more conversation based on the Raiders. So uh, before we get out of here, I did want to tell you real quick and let you know that today's episode was brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 designer masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring launching exclusively on January 18th, so they're out there now at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings, again, it launched on January 18th. You can preview them, look at them right now, exclusively at BlueNile.com. So now that that's a, a wrap on today's show, enjoy your the rest of the day. Uh, take care of your family, wash your hands, wear your mask, social distance, do what you got to do. Most importantly, Raider Nation, as always, just win, baby.